So when we talk about intent-based networking, what are the main goals that we're highlighting here? When we say intent-based networking, there are three main things that it must deliver. The first thing is it should capture the business objects. Networking should no longer be based on IP endpoints, rather networking should deliver based on business goals. That's Ali Shaikh, a specialist in software-defined wide area networking, or SD-WAN with experience in large-scale enterprise and service provider environments with a focus on routing, encryption, and security. He is involved in full solution delivery from design engineering to deployment and operations. He's currently a technical leader within the Cisco Systems Enterprise Networking Organization, and prior to Cisco, he was part of the startup Viptela. In this episode of the Cisco Learning Network podcast, we start to lay your foundational knowledge for intent-based networking by exploring the design and deployment with Cisco SD-WAN. Ali provides an introduction to how this technology can provide efficiency, experience, and security in your business environment. And to see a full demonstration of this technology in action and how to get started, please check out the intent-based networking training videos on www.ciscolearningnetwork.com. Today's session is on the Cisco SD-WAN section with relation to the intent-based networking endeavor from Cisco. Now, intent-based networking is a large umbrella term that we're using where we're revolutionizing a number of areas in networking. Today we'll talk about the wide area space. So the first thing that we want to understand is what are the main challenges that we're facing in the WAN space. And realistically, there's three broad categories. The first one is efficiency. Ali moves to a slide titled Top WAN Challenges. On this slide, he has listed out three main points of challenge, efficiency, experience, and security. You want to be able to control your WAN environment in a much more simplified manner. You want to be able to have the flexibility to use the types of transports that you want, whether they be private MPLS circuits, commodity broadband, or even 4G LTE. Now, necessarily along with the types of circuits and with WAN comes the notion of cost. Now here, you don't necessarily want to mandate cost reduction. What you want to be able to articulate is better cost control. That is, you may want to choose to spend more on your WAN because you want more bandwidth and you want to have the flexibility to leverage all the different types of WAN. But the importance that we want to convey is that you should have the ability to control your WAN environment in the way that you would prefer and to be able to articulate the consumption of the WAN circuits that you're using. The next thing going into it is experience. Applications as we know them are shifting. They no longer exclusively reside in the data center. A lot of mobility is happening towards the cloud and IoT is becoming more prevalent in the uh, enterprise space. So when we talk about what we have with regard to application flow, we wanna ensure that regardless of where the application resides and the type of application that it is, you have visibility into what that application is doing, what resources it consumes, and to be able to provide a consistent experience for these applications. So when we talk about leveraging SD-WAN, you want to be able to define your policies and articulate your business needs and translate them into the quality of experience for your application consumers. And then finally, security. The constant nature of threats evolving over the world require you to have an environment which gives you the flexibility to recognize and adapt your network to prepare and meet these challenges as they arise. You want to also have 
stricter controls with regard to audit and compliance to be able to see any changes that are happening in the environment and have a profile that gives you consistent encryption and security for all your applications and users in your environment. So how does that translate into our environment here? Ali's next slide covers SD-WAN capabilities in three main points. The first major capability of SD-WAN is that it is able to deploy branches in a simple fashion across any transport. The second is that it is able to extend a network into a public cloud seamlessly. And the last major capability of SD-WAN is that it has a secure VPN overlay for private and virtual public cloud access. Next to these points about SD-WAN's capabilities is a diagram that demonstrates a branch connecting to many different types of clouds, such as MPLS, 3G, 4G, LTE, internet, private cloud, co-location, and public cloud. From an SD-WAN perspective, each of those things maps to three key capabilities that we're gonna highlight. The first is you can drop in a branch in a simple fashion across any type of transport and make it part of your network. And we'll look at how that's happening through our environment. The second is that it allows you to build custom topologies where you can tie in data centers, clouds, co-location facilities, no matter what the location is, it can be integrated into your network in a very simplified fashion. And then finally, you have a secure VPN overlay, which means you have an encrypted end-to-end, -end, well segmented path for all of your applications and users, regardless of where the actual final destination is. And you're able to provide this in a simplified fashion. Architecturally, when we talk about how SD-WAN is delivering these capabilities, the first thing we get is the secure transport fabric. And here, we, this is where we highlight the fact that we are truly transport agnostic. MPLS, broadband, LTE, any of the different transports that may arise are used to build the secure fabric. Once the fabric is established between your users and devices towards wherever the applications reside, we will give you visibility into the specific application quality of experience and you will be able to see the path that the applications are taking and be able to tune based on policy how you want to steer those applications, how you want them to be treated. When we talk about delivery of these particular capabilities, the endpoint that we refer to that may reside at your branch, data center, cloud, will all be flexible in that it could be physical, it could be virtual, it is deployable directly to cloud, and it can also integrate into rich services stacks, allowing you control into all manner of things. So, finally, once you have this fabric built out, you have the application quality of experience and a flexible endpoint, you want simplified management, giving you an easy way to deliver all the operations to be able to analyze your network and manage this in a simplified fashion. Ali next presents a slide that lists out the three main objectives of intent-based networking, which are translation, or capturing the business objects, activation, or centrally defining and activating policies, and assurance, the constant visibility into the network. So when we talk about intent-based networking, what are the main goals that we're highlighting here? When we say intent-based networking, there are three main things that it must deliver. The first thing is it should capture the business objects. Networking should no longer be based on IP endpoints, rather networking should deliver based on business goals. Activation, to be able to centrally define, provision, 
and manage this infrastructure without having to do piecemeal or uh, point configurations. And then finally, having consistent visibility into the environment. When we talk about this particular requirement to satisfy what we consider intent-based networking, from an SD-LAN perspective, this is what we will classify. That within the Cisco SD-LAN platform, the vManage management platform will provide necessary object lists, which will be translating your business goals. That is, identifying your applications, or IP endpoints, um, the different lines of business segments that you may be using, data centers, colos. All of those will be translated into these vManage list objects. From an activation perspective, vManage is the central place where all of your policies will get defined. This will cover things like topology, QoS, application steering, all the necessary parameters to deliver the business goals, all centrally activated and managed through vManage. And then finally, assurance. The vManage platform will also be your first landing point by which you will access and visualize everything that's happening in your environment. In addition, will also be the launch point, giving you access into rich analytics to see the behavior of your transports, of your wide area in general, and the applications specifically that traverse this particular environment. So when we look at the overall principles that are driving this, we want to be able to cover some of these aspects and look at that in an actual environment. To see the entirety of Ali Shaikh's presentation on SD-WAN, including an in-depth demonstration, be sure to visit the Cisco Learning Network at www.ciscolearningnetwork.com. You can also visit the link in the description, which will take you to more training videos hosted by the Cisco Learning Network that lay your foundation for intent-based networking. The Cisco Learning Network contains all kinds of resources to help you get started on your network intuitive career, including additional training videos and study groups that allow you to connect with others trying to get started in their careers. Please subscribe to the Cisco Learning Network podcast and be sure to leave us a review on iTunes if you found this helpful. Thanks for listening.